Welcome to another episode of the Hammer Down Sales and Productivity Podcast, where we're going to make you productive and not busy. Addressing the needs of business owners and planting the seed for a secure future. Do you want your business to grow and prosper without sacrificing the freedom to live the lifestyle you want? Do you want to build a company that you can cash out and sell one day so you can retire comfortably or go after the next big idea? So ask yourself the following questions. Do I want to become far more successful and productive? Do I want to grow my business to the next level? Do I want a business to work for me or me to work for it? Do I want to develop a dominating team of employees? And do I want a business that is both fun and profitable? Remember, action, attitude, and approach. And we're here to help you with that. Good evening, everybody. Wayne Weathersby here with another episode of the Productive Not Busy podcast. And I've got some exciting news. My book is finally finished. It's the Business and Sales Survival Guide, How to Survive in Challenging Times. How to Save Money and Thrive During Challenging Times. Uh, It's finally finished, and we're going to break this thing up, and I'm going to go over some of uh, the keynotes with you on how I think this um, information can help you and others uh, survive and thrive uh, during all this craziness that's going on. I hope everybody's doing good. So the first thing uh, that we're going to cover is what I call the mindset don't give up chapter. And running a small business isn't easy. So even during the best of times, according to the United States Small Business Associations, the SBA, uh, 30% of small businesses fail within the first two years, 50% fail within five years, and only 25% of those businesses last 15 years or longer. So any small business owner will tell you that running a small business is challenging. You have to manage thousands of moving pieces, ensuring that you stay on top of the cash flow and the employees, the performance, sales and marketing, and many other factors. Many owners struggle to manage all of the different elements and their businesses struggle as a result. So when circumstances get tough, running a business becomes even a greater challenge. Throughout the years, many events have occurred that placed a squeeze on big businesses that we all know. Great Depression, World War I and World War II, the Cold War, the 2008 housing collapse, uh, market collapsed, and then the 2020 coronavirus pandemic. During these di- difficult times, many small businesses folded under this pressure. They simply weren't able to keep going. Many businesses have survived these incredibly challenging, challenging circumstances. Some of them even thrived. For example, in the early 20s, prohibition prevented the sale of alcohol in the United States. So as you can imagine, this made things really, really difficult for the producers of alcohol. But many companies did what they were supposed to, pulled up their bootstraps and adapted and came up with a creative way to save their businesses. For example, Yingling, the beer maker, made ice cream. Pabst, the beer company, made cheese. Coors produced dinnerware. Schlich turned out chocolate, and then even the Stevens Point Brewery went into the soft drink business. The point is that your business can make it through hard times. You just need to be creative. You'll have to take decisive action, and you'll need to make tough decisions, but you can do it. 
Don't give up. There's always hope. In this business and sales survival guide, you'll discover the effective steps to take that will help your business thrive in the midst of difficult times. Doing these things won't make things easier, but they could be the difference between your business surviving and or dying. So are you ready? Let's dive in. First thing is to manage your mindset. If your business is struggling, it's absolutely essential to manage your mindset. When things get tough, it's really easy to enter this down rule, downward mental spiral. You start thinking about all the circumstances that brought you to where you are right at the second. You start second guessing yourself, wondering whether you would be in a better place if you acted differently or made different decisions. You begin to doubt your abilities on whether you can even succeed. The more you engage in these kind of thoughts, the worse you'll feel. As you work to stabilize and turn your business, it's important to maintain a positive mindset. Now, to be clear, this doesn't mean that you pretend everything is okay or you bury your head in the sand. It means that you maintain faith in your ability to bring about a positive outcome. A positive mindset also means that you are resolved not to give up. Keep thriving and striving to improve things and bring your business to a place of health. If you're struggling to maintain a positive mindset, remember that almost every great business leader has endured struggles similar to yours. Some notables are Thomas Edison failed a thousand times before he was able to fully create a functioning light bulb. Apple almost collapsed under bankruptcy when Steve Jobs was president. Bill Gates' first business was a complete and total failure. And Henry Ford's first automobile business went bankrupt within a year. So in spite of all these difficulties, these individuals experienced great success. Why? Because they persevered and were incredibly resilient. Steve Jobs even said, I'm convinced that about half of what separates the successful entrepreneurs from the non-successful ones is pure perseverance. It is so hard and you pour so much of your life into this thing, there are just rough moments in that time that most people just give up. And I don't blame them. It's really hard. If you want your business to succeed, you need mental toughness. You must be able to persevere in the face of difficulty and keep going even when things look bleak. So follow these steps to overcome a negative mindset. Number one, pay attention. It's easy to let negative thoughts swirl around in your mind without putting up a fight. If you're going to overcome these thoughts, you must be aware of what you're thinking. You need to be able to identify unhelpful mental patterns when they occur. Number two, question. As negative thoughts arise, question them. Is what you're thinking really true? Most likely it isn't. It's just a mental pushback. And then silence, number three. After you've questioned and answered your negative thoughts, begin to silence them. Avoid letting the same thoughts steal your mental energy over and over and over. You know they're not true, so shut them down right when they start. Imagine that you have a remote in your hand 
and that you can just hit the mute button on your inner critic with just a touch of a button. And number four, replace. As you shut down your inner critic, fill the silence with something positive, something helpful, positive dialogue. Regularly remind yourself that you are strong, you are able to overcome challenges, and are growing in the midst of this difficulty. As you push through problems and challenges, remember why you got into business in the first place. What big problem were you so passionate about solving? What motivated you to take the risk in the beginning to start the business in the first place instead of playing it safe and taking a corporate hourly job? Seek to tap into the emotions and desires that originally pushed you to create your business in the first place. They can be the driving force that helps you make tough decisions and get things back on track. So before you can identify a solution, it's important to first clarify the problem. Why is your business struggling in the first place? If you don't have clarity on the specific challenges you're facing, you won't know what steps to take to save your business. Take some time to think about how you got where you currently are. What happened, what you didn't anticipate, and what things went wrong. Here's some common problems businesses face. The market changes, economic factors, new technology, emerging competition, and many other things can cause the market to change on you. Survival requires the ability to adapt to these changes as they happen. Number two, failure to understand your target customer or market. If you aren't interested in your product or service, there's a good chance you don't understand your customer or your market. So you've got to dig deep to understand what people truly want and what motivates them to buy. Three, a poor pricing strategy. If your prices don't match the customer demand, you simply won't sell much. It's crucial to understand what customers are willing to pay for, as well as where your product sits in relation to your competitors. Number four, insufficient funds. Not having enough money on hand will quickly tank your business. You must pay close attention to cash flow, finances, sales, and other expenses. And number five, growing too fast. Growth is a good thing, except when there's too much of it, too fast. If your business grows too fast, you might not be able to keep up with demand. And that's something that we'll cover on and later on in this podcast. Identifying key problems within your business can be a painful exercise. No one likes to be reminded of the ways they failed. But if you want your business to thrive during challenging times, you must be able to put your finger on the primary problems. If you're feeling sick and you go to the doctor, what's the first thing they try to do? They determine what is causing your Ill illness. Only then can the doctor prescribe the proper treatment. If the doctor has you start taking random medications and hope that it'll work, you likely won't get any better. So the same principle is true in business. You must identify the cause of the problem before you can determine the proper solution. The sooner you identify the problem, the better. So Jim Collins wrote a book called uh, Too Mighty to Fall. And in that book, I'm quoting here, it says, I've come to see institutional decline like a staged disease. Harder to detect, but easier to cure in early stages. Easier to detect, but harder to cure in later stages. 
An institution can look strong on the outside, but already be sick on the inside. So having clarity and identifying what's going on is very helpful in helping you come up with a plan. And we'll talk more about a plan on how to address this a little later in the podcast. Now, before we get into the details about specific actions to take, let's look at the big picture. What is at the heart of every business, including yours? It's the customers. If you don't have any clients, you don't have a business. When deciding what actions to take to strengthen your business, always keep your customers front and center. If you make changes that end up hurting your clients, you're ultimately hurting yourself. You'll lose the people who are at the very center of your business. The airline business, for example. Airlines are an example of what happens when you forget about your customers. Over the last decade, airlines have gone to great lengths to cut costs and increase profits. Services declined and customers were hit with various fees that they never had to pay in the past. The result? Customers are getting increasingly frustrated and fed up with it. It seems that everyone has an airline horror story. Flying, which once was seen as a luxury, is now often considered a necessary evil. So the moral of this story is to always keep your customers at the top of your priority list. Before making changes, consider how they will affect the customer's experience. If your customer experience is one of your key competitive advantages, be especially careful about changing that. If you destroy one of your competitive advantage, you may end up dealing a death blow to your business. If you do not make changes that will directly affect the customer, communicate those clearly. Explain to the customer why you have to make the changes and the outcomes you expect. The more transparent you are with your clients, the more understanding they'll be. A marketer named Neil Patel is a good example of of this kind of transparency. For a number of years, he made particular software available for free. Eventually, however, the cost became too high and he was forced to start charging for portions of the software. So he sent letters to his customers, clearly explaining what was happening. He detailed his cost, making it clear that he simply didn't have the resources to continue making everything available for free. Then he laid out exactly what would happen moving forward. You would be wise to follow Neil's example. Explain why changes are happening, when they will take effect, and how that change will affect the client. So during times of global crisis, it is especially important to keep the focus on the customer. People will always remember the actions you take. If you seek to serve your customers, even at the expense of profit, you will build up a huge amount of goodwill. So for example, during the coronavirus crisis, many companies sacrificed financial gain for the sake of their customers. Many educational companies made their resources free to parents who were suddenly forced to homeschool their children. Audible gave away free audiobooks to kids. Moe's provided free courses on search engine optimization to help businesses strengthen their online presence. Loom offered a significant discount on their video recording platform so people could stay in touch with family and friends. And Bill.com made their platform available for free for 90 days to anyone that was affected by the coronavirus. All of these companies are losing out on potential profit by giving these things away for free. 
but customers will remember the actions taken by these businesses and will be much more likely to support them in the future. It's about building your brand by doing good for others instead of focusing on the bottom line. The bottom line, if you keep the focus on your customers, there's a much greater chance that your business will weather the tough times. So if you want to succeed as a small business owner, you must be willing to honestly evaluate how things are going. You can't ignore problems. You just can't hope that things are going to get better. You must take long and hard look at your business and then make changes based on what you see. I use a technique called SWOT, S-W-O-T. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. This analysis provides you with the framework for analyzing your business. It helps you identify what is and isn't working, spot potential growth opportunities, and prepare for external threats. So let's look at each one of these aspects. We'll start with strengths. These are the things that you have control over and are working well in your business. Focus on trying to develop these areas further. For example, you have an effective sales team. You have great proprietary technology. You have a proven marketing strategy and powerful systems and processes and a strong customer base. Then you look at weaknesses. You want to look at things that aren't working well in your business. Your goal is to change or eliminate these things so that they don't continue to damage your business. So, for example, ineffective marketing strategies, high production cost, low profit margins, poor customer retention, and ineffective internal processes which then leads you to opportunities. These are external factors that have the potential to benefit your business. The more you can capitalize on these opportunities, the more success you'll have. So for example, new technology, less competition, a better tax structure, new markets, improved economic environment. Then there are threats. These are the external factors that could possibly hurt your business. Either avoid these things altogether or adapt to them. So, for example, that would include increased competition, changing customer preferences, worsening worsening economic conditions like a recession, new regulations, or significant technology changes. So, performing a SWOT analysis is hard work. It's essential to be honest about the current state of things and acknowledge areas where you're struggling. This clear-headed analysis will help you overcome your weaknesses, capitalize on your strengths, and take advantage of unique opportunities. So that's going to do it for today's episode. The next episode is going to be creating objectives and a plan. How to execute a plan to take your business forward once you've followed these steps here. Thank you so much for spending time and I'll see you at the next episode. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to this episode of the hammer down on productivity and sales podcast with me, Wayne Weathersby. If you liked it, please subscribe today on iTunes, Google podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you would take a second, give us a rating or leave us a message. It would be greatly appreciated.